0: My goal is to educate and inspire, and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to A Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 163 of A Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I sit down with the lovely Becca Gardner. She is the brains, the beauty, and the badass woman behind Naked Lady Spirits. On this episode, we talk all about Becca's relationship with alcohol and how it inspired her to create a non-alcoholic line. This is such a fantastic conversation, so let's get into it. At A Sober Girl's Guide, we are all about accountability and action to help you make changes with your relationship to alcohol stick. Soberlink is a device and accountability system that uses tech, and real life relationships to do just that. It allows you to share your sobriety in real time with loved ones that can cheer you on and offer you support along your journey. There is nothing like this out there. This unique remote alcohol monitoring system will help you thrive in recovery and stay connected with people who care. For $50 off and a free guide to gaining confidence in early recovery, visit www.soberlink.com backslash A-S-G-G. Becca, hello. How are you? Hello from LA. What's going on?
1: Oh man, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you loving the LA weather? I love LA. Every time I come here, I want to stay a little longer. So we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Now, where are you originally from? So I am originally from Kentucky. I grew up on a farm there and yeah, yeah. And I went to Denison in Ohio for college. And after that, I moved to New York where I was for about 11, 12 years. Oof. Nice. <laughs> we talked
0: about that. Yeah. Living in the city. It's like, okay, that's, that's 11 yeah. years. Good. You put in your time.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I did it. Glad it's done. You know? Yeah.
0: yeah. You have to do, I think like in our younger years, cause I'm, we're so old, um, you know, you have to go and move like to the big city. Like you have to have that, that experience. It's so, I mean, it changes you. Like that's like where growth happens.
1: It does. And honestly, I was having this conversation with someone yesterday where I was saying I don't think I would appreciate Kentucky mm. in this way as I do now as an adult, if I hadn't had that experience in New York. Totally. Uh, and so I feel like I'm living with a lot more gratitude.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, think, I totally feel you.
1: Yeah, I chip on my shoulder, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I feel you. And I, I felt that same way about like Vancouver. That's partially kind of why I came back. I'm like, oh my gosh, what there's grass here and it's clean.
1: I love
0: this. There's like know, basically like no, no traffic. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? This is lovely. I <laughs> so, Becca, I, I want to talk about your amazing brand, Naked Lady, uh, non alcoholic spirits. But I want to talk a little bit about you and your relationship with alcohol and how you kind of you started your company and what was the catalyst behind that. So first of all, how do you identify your relationship with alcohol?
1: I would say that um, we are broken up uh, after a long toxic relationship. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, I honestly, I I realized in retrospect that I always had a problematic relationship with alcohol. I think Mm -hmm. I just occupied spaces and environments where a lot of people did. And so when I was looking around me, it really didn't feel like my relationship with alcohol was unusual mm. uh, but it was really through I, I say you know bad things sometimes happen in threes, but I had oh, it, totally it hit the fan, you know about four and a half years ago and I had, just some really difficult things happened in my personal life. And it was through that experience that I realized that the way I handled that pain and trauma was to drink. Mm. I wasn't out at the bar partying. I was drinking alone, not to feel my feelings. And that scared me, that terrified me. And so I ended up deciding to remove alcohol from my shelf of coping mechanisms. Mm. And it was because specifically of that experience, but it has since opened up my life in ways beyond my wildest dreams. So.
0: Definitely. I can definitely agree with you on that one. Um, How did you go about, you know, taking something that you were basically getting so much from, you know, even though you didn't necessarily want to be drinking it or, you know, around it, but like, how did you kind of sever the the ties with it? You know, it is like a bad Mm -hmm. ex-boyfriend, right?
1: Yeah. I I always say that grace got me sober. I was in a pretty dark place and to be completely candid, you know, I wasn't suicidal, but I wasn't really enjoying living. I felt kind of apathetic about my life and I, it was a a friend or a brother of one of my friends actually invited me to a meeting. Mm. And this was when I was living in New York. And I, it was the first time that I did not feel so alone in my experience and in my pain and and not feeling like I fit in in anywhere I was unless I had a little bit of alcohol to take off that edge. And, you know, this meeting was a holiday meeting. And so I'm sitting in this huge church in New York, surrounded by about 300 people, 300 non drinkers. And everyone was so kind, so cool, so fun that I had this moment of like, Oh my God, you know, I just, I was, I felt like I was in community. And I think, especially in the early days that really gave me the strength to stick with what needed to be a decision I made for myself. Um, so that's kind of how that opened up for me.
0: Wow. That's
1: amazing. 300 people. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. And you know, I I did, I raised my hand and I I stood up and it was the first time I said I'm an alcoholic. Um Wow. And That's it, so it, brave. It, but you know, it 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 felt like it felt like it was my best option at that time. You know, mm. nothing else was working. And yeah. I think that the weight that was lifted through such a public statement of something that I had been living with so much shame around. Um there just yeah. was so much freedom in that. Oh, totally.
0: Just and like saying it out loud and just like admitting it, it's like the weight of the
1: world is off your shoulders. 100%. And, you know, I think over the last several years, I've really learned more about my specific relationship with alcohol and even just mm-hmm. my addictive nature in general. I'm the kind of person that is, you know, 150% <laughs> no matter what I do. Right. And yes. So, yeah, exactly. And so yes, I've learned tools and, you know, meditations to make sure that I'm directing that towards positive things. But mm-hmm. one thing is that I, I don't want to say I'm grateful. I'm an alcoholic, but I think that fire has so many different manifestations and it yeah. is a part of me that I have learned to love, but it also requires that I nurture and monitor and you know (laughs) take care of it definitely
0: it's like all about honing your energy it is you know it it because it is energy right like all these feelings these emotions that are coming up it's it's energy and I don't think you know I, I really don't love the labels like good bad right or wrong it's like how do we conserve how do we preserve
1: how do we direct this energy Exactly. And I think it's directing that energy and getting comfortable with certain emotions. Yeah. I, I don't now feel like I fit in, you know, I, I just, I've never really felt, <laughs> I've always yeah. felt kind of like a weirdo and I, I certainly, you know, feel like that weirdo when I'm in certain places and can't take off that edge. But I've also had to learn to love my weirdness and sobriety yeah. and I kind of like it. So Yeah. <laughs> Being a weird is cool.
0: Okay. Cool, right? Being (laughs) like perfect. I had this conversation yesterday. Like being perfect. Like if you look at like one of those curated like Instagram feeds that are all like the same tone, all the same colors. Everything's like (sighs) photoshopped to hell. It's so boring. You lose all that uniqueness. All those like nuances of like maybe something's like crooked or maybe like the colors are off or like that's the beauty. That's the art.
1: Totally. It's, and it's funny and we can get into this more later, but I think, um, you know, the brand identity of naked lady has been really informed by my experience of sobriety and owning my weird and not wanting to be prescriptive with folks on like what is good and what is right. But it's really creating a brand that isn't prescriptive, but rather an invitation to be weird and authentic. It's like, what is the color scheme of anything is acceptable and what is the color scheme <laughs> of like outside the box is beautiful. And yeah, you know, so we're always going back and forth because we're like, are we being dogmatic or are we suggesting something specific to our audience? When we make these choices and, but it definitely keeps us on our toes. I would say it keeps my team on their toes too. They're very patient with me. So
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay. So let's, let's switch gears to naked lady. You mentioned it, you mentioned, your brand. How did this come to be?
1: Yeah. So I will say that when I stopped drinking, it was the best decision I made in my entire life. And my world just opened. I found a lot of dormant creativity in myself, dormant Mm. passion. I had so many ideas. I almost felt like I was insane for a moment, but I realized that it was just the first time I'd felt good in so many years first time I'd felt happy. And so all these new emotions are ones that I've learned to embrace in my daily life now. But alongside of that, I did feel a strong sense of alienation from so many spaces and experiences that I had once really enjoyed participating in and even social exchanges like celebrations or first dates or workers. And so I was elated, but also discontent. And I was taking a trip to Mexico city where I encountered a non-alcoholic distilled spirit. And my mind was blown in Mexico. But I, yeah. Yeah. Random. I, I'm okay. going to pronounce it wrong. I think it's run it run 8 Um okay I'm actually meeting up with them this weekend in Mexico city. I'm kind of coming full circle, um, cool. our product, but yeah. But then, so the seed was planted in Mexico, but then, I'd been working in one job in strategy consulting for about 10 years. And okay. alongside I missed sobriety, I realized that I just didn't want to be doing that job anymore. And I found this position in London that was incredibly exciting. It was my dream job, but mm-hmm. I turned it down because at the same time that I was interviewing, I was romanticized by the non-alcoholic scene in the UK. There were so many brands that had such incredible options. I say it was at this place to where I had the strongest cocktail of my life because it was that experience that just I ended up turning down the job and moving back to my parents' basement in Central Kentucky to try to start a non-alcoholic spirits brand. Wow! Because <laughs> I it was, was like, that good. It was that good, and I realized I I realized that my life would be different. My life would have been different if mm. the incredible options were prevalently available and advertised and positioned in a way that didn't feel like my choice to not drink associated with any compromises or social stigma.
0: Yeah.
1: And I really left that experience wanting to change the culture surrounding drinking to be more radically inclusive. Um, and yeah.
0: Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V I B E Gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash
1: A-S-G-G. Not to be, you know, one ingredient that really defined everything. Yes. So I, I, you know, a fire was lit within me and I think I needed it because building this company has been hard. Yeah. It's rewarding, but it's been hard. I'm a first time entrepreneur. I'd never worked in the beverage industry. Every day I'm making mistakes and learning new things. (laughs) But yep. you know, sounds like an entrepreneur. You're yeah, you're doing right. You're doing good. I like, if I thought getting sober was humbling, uh, starting a company is sometimes even more so. So <laughs> I think um, you know, but I'm I'm loving it, and it's it's why I'm in LA now. I'm here with my head of sales and marketing, and we're visiting some different spots. LA is such a great market for us. There's a lot of people that are interested in these types of products for different reasons. But oh yeah. Uh, but we have a non-alcoholic gin tequila and whiskey at this point. And nice. um, we bottled about a month and a half ago. So we're really just getting started.
0: Wow. A month
1: and a half ago. What? Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, we've been doing sample batches for a while okay. and socializing them with different groups of bartenders and okay. we'll- Nashville, so there have been opportunities to enjoy our product. I'd say for the past like six months or so, but okay, in terms of, you know us being at folks' favorite bars and you know folks' ability to buy our product themselves, we're we're just getting moving on that front.
0: That's amazing. Now you touched on being in your favorite bars. How what is that like? Like what is the sales pitch? Like how do you convince or how do you get into our favorite spaces, because I personally, this is like one of a, a big pain point for our community. You know, it's great to buy these things online and have them at home or like privately,
1: but that's not realistic, right? Like we have to go out into the world. It's, it's not. And I think if I was thinking about what I was nostalgic for, it wasn't drinking at home. It was going out and having an incredible cocktail experience. Yeah, yeah. Where- made by a bartender, I thought was awesome. And, or it was having that drink at my favorite band's performance mm-hmm. or going on dancing. That's where the nostalgia was for me. It was much for around those social situations that I still wanted to participate in. And so the cell is actually not as difficult as I anticipated. And I think that's partly because the culture surrounding drinking is just evolving real time. It is in a yeah. different than I think it was two and a half years ago, even when I started to think about this. And we were talking about this earlier, where you're saying, yeah. you know, they're selling out and you have these waiting lists in Vancouver. And I mean, it's amazing. Cause I would say nine out of 10 bars I go to are thrilled to participate in this with us because they personally have seen a need. They're having more yeah. customers ask for non-alcoholic cocktails. And they also want to keep folks at the bar, um, so that they Mm -hmm. sell more, you know, drinks and make more tips. And so we really have kept the industry, the hospitality industry in mind, as we have formulated the flavors, as we have decided the bottle, as we have decided kind of, you know, how we want to sell this product and who we want to financially incentivize and thank And. I I like to say the bartenders are kind of the backbone of Naked Lady because I don't think this brand would exist without the community that we've really cultivated over the last couple of years.
0: When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skin care is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skin care is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG, at osiamalibu.com, You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Yeah, that's so cool. And it's so true. Like, you know, it's even, it even trickles down into the type of customer that you attract, right? Like mm-hmm. even for a, uh, like a business owner or a restaurant, like to have customers who are not drinking are usually a little bit more like respectful, you know, they're not yeah. like belligerently yeah. drunk. They tend yeah. to be more repeat customers. You know, I, I only have, because there is a handful of places in Vancouver who offer Non alcoholic um, drinks. And they're what I recommend. That's where I go. That's where I feel like comfortable. I know it's consistent and I know I can sit there and really like, I'm a huge people watcher. I love oh. just, I love just to be like out and about
1: watching. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. And right. You need to get out of your house. Like, and it's been so crazy because, um, You know, through conversations with bartenders, we've really started to understand that we have a very wide range of prospective customers because Mm. there are those people that they have to, and they're saying, I need to cut myself off. I'll just grab a water and that there could have been two more sales for that bartender of non-out cocktails. Um, There's the person that stays home on the Friday night because they aren't drinking that night. Yeah they don't even go and enjoy the social experience. And I, I certainly took a pause from socializing in the same way for six months, a year when I stopped drinking, but then I, I was ready to hang. You know, I, I am a, a non drinker who does feel comfortable in, in bars and restaurants that serve alcohol and everyone is different. And so there's not a right or wrong. It's really what works best for people. But I, I enjoy being in those environments and, I, I always have samples of my product in my bag, because if there is a bar that can't accommodate my choice, I give them something to work with.
0: Oh my God. I love
1: that. I don't want to compromise. You know, I I've compromised on so many things my entire life. And I think there are necessary compromises that need to be made, but I don't think my decision to not drink alcohol should be one of them. Yeah. And That's how we've created a lot of friendships and partners, is just by actually demonstrating real time the value of these types of products.
0: Yeah. And there is such a value. Such a value. It's it's amazing. And I love that you are here, you know, doing the groundwork. You know, we're we're all changing the stigma one, you know, one bar at a time or one drink at a time. And it's so great that you're, you know got your feet on the ground and you're hitting those bars and, and changing the
1: scene. And, and it's so, it's so interesting. I, I think there's always silver lining with difficult things if you can find it. And I think with the pandemic, a lot of people, a lot of things happened in drinking culture. There were a lot of people that were drinking to excess it yep. went on so long that there were people drinking to excess that realized they needed to change the relationship with alcohol. And so they were looking for non alcoholic options and ordering them because everybody was just sitting at home, maybe on their computers, shopping more online. And so yeah. I think there was a lot of education around these types of products in this category. But we're now in this new phase where we can start going out again and we can start having drinks again. And I think because people have learned to expect that non-alcohol options are a thing and that they should be served. Customers now are entering the market with these new expectations for the places that they're going to be celebrating and socializing. And it's a really good time for us. There was a lot of me that there was a big part of me that was impatient and frustrated that this has taken the time it has But I'm now at this point where I realized that it was perfect because we got to learn our customers better. We got to make a better product and we're really excited for this next year.
0: it's so awesome. Yeah. It's like the integration process. Yes. I think in COVID, we were all like in this pressure cooker of like extremes. Yes. And then the lid has been popped off. Now is integration time. Totally. Totally. Love that. I love that. Uh, So how did you come up with your flavors? Like, why did you decide to go with the gin, uh, the tequila? And
1: what was the other one? Remind me. The whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, originally I was going to only do a whiskey because I wanted to create an authentic non-alcoholic spirit. So Mm -hmm. the bourbon felt like the obvious choice coming from Kentucky. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that it's the most difficult of our products to make because it's such a specific flavor profile. Yeah, um, I can imagine, you know, I, as I moved along and the pandemic progressed, I realized that if our mission was to make the culture surrounding drinking more radically inclusive, we needed to really think about how people drink, how people order, what choices they're making. And So I didn't want to just accommodate the folks that were either non-drinkers or not drinking for some certain reason, if they liked whiskey, I wanted to accommodate people so that they could drink in the way that they would normally. And we found that gin, tequila and whiskey helped us cover our, our bases. We have been in the process of formulating a a rum and looking at a vermouth, um, but we we wanted to start with kind of the basic building blocks. And then, you know, the spirits category, those three felt like the obvious choices because non-alcoholic vodka would really just be water. So, oh,
0: OK, that's yeah. what I wondered. I'm like, why doesn't anyone do a vodka? Like, yeah, that yeah. was like I, pretty much everyone's drink of choice at some point in their lives. No. Right. right. But I don't like it's not like something I enjoyed.
1: I know. Like it's something you tried to cover up. Yeah, um, was it wasn't nice vodka. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was like something
0: like something I drank almost out of like desperation. Totally. Like it's like get there quicker.
1: <laughs> totally, and and I think it's interesting because one question we're always asking is why is someone drinking? I think that will mm. have a big on if our product is. Good for them, and or you yeah. know desirable for them. And I was talking to a woman a couple of weeks ago that I actually did a podcast with, and she said she was at a dinner party and talking a bit about our brand. And one of the women she was with was asking her, "Well, will it make me feel any different? You know, will interesting?" And, and it got me thinking because I think you know there certainly are going to be people that are drinking for that effect, but. Yeah think that our product has a bit of a placebo effect just as a decaf coffee high quality where it's about the ritual and the experiences surrounding it that put you in a certain headspace, whether it's yeah. calm, really more social, even if you don't have ethanol entering, you know, your bloodstream. So, but you know, if people are drinking to get drunk, they won't have much success with us. Yeah. So. No. <laughs> like zero. Okay zero percent that success that, like, vodka is probably a, a more effective tool but um yeah yeah <laughs> that's so interesting yeah it's like
0: yeah like why are are you drinking in the first place do you totally. genuinely like the flavor right of what you are drinking or is it what that substance means to you those it's, it's an emotional connection
1: it's an emotional it's 100 percent and I think it's interesting because the the flavors of spirits are made through the process of fermentation, yeah, which is uh, the byproduct of which is alcohol. and the reality is that you can create those same flavors, but remove the alcohol kind mm. of byproduct, which is what we've done, but it ends up creating this effect, and this is why our product isn't for everyone. it might be triggering for some but it's, you know, you're having a margarita or a Paloma that tastes truly identical yes. to the real thing. yeah. And there's a part of you that's like, wait, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, you're like, I don't feel anything. And folks yeah. have said it's a little bit trippy. It doesn't like create that sense of craving, but yeah. it also doesn't create that effect that alcohol has. And It's, it's a little bit of an unusual experience for some folks, um, which I think means that we've created a very great tasting product, but it also has made us want to be really conscious about how we're communicating it with traditionally sober consumers, because I think just like being in a bar for some of these folks might be triggering. I think drinking, you know, non-alcoholic gin, tequila or whiskey might also be. And so, you know, we're always telling folks that if they have any hesitation, they should consult their doctors. Um. Yeah. I mean, consult their doctors or like consult in themselves, themselves and for their, or their sponsor, you know, like I think, yeah. I don't think it's a decision that should be made impulsively or in, you know, isolation. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, it's interesting because we have a lot of non-drinkers involved in our company, you yeah. know, on our board. And so it's something we're always talking about, but, you know, I like to say it in forms like this, where it's, you know, our product is, is one that needs to be consumed responsibly. You know, it doesn't have alcohol. So, you know, but it still needs to be consumed responsibly. Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely. And I can definitely understand where that placebo effect could come in and, and maybe be a bit triggering. Cause like we said, these, this act or this, even this ritual is an emotional connection, right? So (laughs) The smells, the flavors, the, you know, all the senses that are, that are involved in drinking can bring up, you know, some maybe unresolved issues, which I think is not necessarily again, a bad thing. It's a place to show you where there maybe needs to be a little bit more work done. Right. Or maybe something isn't truly healed, um, and, and that's just kind of bringing it to light. I don't think, like I said, I, don't, I really don't like right or wrong, good or bad <laughs> labels. Same. Same. Yeah. It's Same. just, uh, just a little more work, maybe a little more love and attention. And there's always a little more
1: work to be done, right? Like, yes. I, <laughs> I was, I was talking to my partner yesterday, telling him that, you know, when I think about the future, cause we're all, we're big dreamers and we're always like brainstorming about stuff. It's like, I, yeah. I'm making a bet on the future me, you know, like mm. when I'm confident dreaming in this way, it's because I know I will continue to heal. I know I will continue to grow yeah. because right now, I'm not quite sure how I would pull some of these things off. But I think that, you know, my process of getting sober, one of the benefits of it was it just taught me How important self reflection Mm. and around self growth is. You know, it had never been something that I had really made a daily practice of before then. And yeah, to know well, how could we exactly? exactly. (laughs) And why would we? When you could just drink it away. And it's like, you're like, oh my God, I've been living with this woman my entire life and I hardly knew her. She's so interesting. She's like kind of, you know, intense sometimes, but you know, <laughs> it really forces you to get to know yourself. Um, and I, and I love it for that. Yeah, definitely.
0: And I feel, I don't know about you, but I can trust myself yes. be- because I know myself, right. Yes. Or because I continue to, to, to build that self-awareness. The trust then comes,
1: and in, in, isn't that an incredible feeling? <laughs> oh my gosh! I didn't know what I was missing. To be honest, I know. I know. As <laughs> to like going on, like I wonder what she's gonna do tonight. You know, yeah. it's yeah, and you know it's not gonna be anything good. But <laughs> right on,
0: Probably,
1: yeah. right quite mischievous.
0: So. Oh my god, that's so funny, Becca. Where can we find a uh, naked lady?
1: Yeah. So you can find us at drink naked lady and KDLDY.com. I urge everyone to follow our Instagram, which is just NKDLDY. So naked lady, because we will be showing up in more and more bars and restaurants starting Louisville, Nashville, Los Angeles, Seattle, and some different ad hoc locations we're saying. So we also encourage people to DM us their favorite bars. Okay. Especially if they're non-drinkers in different cities, because we want to make sure that we are showing up where people are. Yes. I love that. Listen to the people. Power to the people. Well, they know best, right? I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just here trying to make it happen, but this is really a crowdsourced company in terms of the ideas and the positioning. So I love, I love that.
0: Becca, thank you so much for sharing your experience, your wisdom, um, and your knowledge with us. I really appreciate it. It's been such a great conversation.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me. How awesome is Becca? And I can't stress this
0: enough. We need more women in this industry. It is so important. I love to see women doing big things, especially in the non-alcoholic space. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, uh, leave your feedback and comments. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide. And don't forget the blog. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. We have everything you ever need you ever wished for you could ever imagine on every stage and of your journey we got your covered we got your back including the sober girl social club head over to the sober girl social club for sharing circles almost every day of the week to keep you connected, grounded and on track for your sobriety goals. And of course, our blog, giving you tips, tricks, tools to navigate your journey at any stage of the game. Again, we got you, girl. Head to sobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.